0: As you know, I have started an effort to create a worldwide ban on the phrase constructive criticism. That's right. I mean, it's a complete oxymoron. But your point is really good. How do we give people contrary feedback? How do we give them uh, information that maybe they're not doing so well without engaging the amygdala? See, that's the key. So you're saying you can go around that. That's exactly what I'm saying is that you can go around the amygdala and you can get to the part of the brain which is creative and innovative
1: and solves problems. Welcome to Executive
2: Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Here's your host, Kevin B. Jennings. Welcome to Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers, With the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. I'm Kevin B. Jennings, and in every episode, you'll get principles, strategies, and tools from experienced and emerging leaders who have maximized their potential to do things like launch ideas, lead teams, build businesses. Improve communities and ultimately make a difference in others' lives. Today, we're doing another remix, which is a short episode where we revisit strong, timeless principles or even relevant hidden gems from previous podcast episodes and for this episode we're going back to episode 124 when founding mentor jeff henderson talked to industrial and organizational psychologist dr tim irwin about his amazing book extraordinary influence how great leaders bring out the best in others A big part of the book and their conversation is how affirmation improves performance at work and does so sustainably. As ambitious leaders and professionals, motivation and inspiration are important, but so is the information and feedback we need to take corrective actions. In this episode, you'll learn how affirmation can be used to provide all of that and more. Now, before we jump into the conversation with Dr. Tim Irwin, I want you to know today's episode is brought to you by the Full Focus Planner. Experience the productivity tool that cuts the noise from your day so you get more done in less time. Now, here's how it works. The full focus planners proprietary system ties your most important daily activities to your larger goals, helping you end each quarter substantially closer to the vision you have for your future. And as a special gift to listeners of Executive Minds, you get 10% off site-wide at the Full Focus store. Visit executiveminds.co forward slash Full Focus and enter the code EXECMINDS at checkout. Again, that's executiveminds.co forward slash Full Focus and discount code EXECMINDS, all one word. Executive Minds is also brought to you by the Art of Leadership Academy. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community that has the courses, strategies, and insights you need to lead your business or church. Growing an organization is no easy task, and the last few years have made it harder than ever. It can take hundreds of hours or thousands of dollars trying to help your organization grow with no guarantee anything will work. It's time to stop guessing at overcoming leadership challenges and start understanding how to overcome them. Enroll and you'll get instant access to a growing library of on-demand courses. Monthly live coaching with best-selling author and leadership expert, Carrie Newhoff. Monthly staff training and a premium community with other leaders facing the same challenges and opportunities that you are. Go to artofleadershipacademy.com to sign up today and get a special introductory price through the end of March 2022. When you use the code, Exec Minds at checkout. That's art of leadership with the code exec minds, all one word at checkout. Well, fellow go getters and future difference makers, as we near the end of Q1 2022, which is crazy, right? Um, I want to prepare us for our first quarterly review. It's one of the reasons why we started our annual review series. Uh, Yes, I, I wanted our new listeners to meet the team here at Mentor and Executive Minds. But I also wanted you to know how top leaders get better and outperform the competition. Successful people Don't just work harder. They work smarter. They pause, reflect, and evaluate what they're doing, how it's going, and create improvement plans. One of the first parts of the process is actually the hardest for most of us. That's honestly articulating what's going well. I'll just say it, despite our pursuit of excellence, results, recognition, growth, and contribution, ambitious high achievers typically stink at privately acknowledging their wins, let alone publicly. But it's critical to do what executive coach Dan Sullivan says, measure the gains, not the gaps. Measure the Gains, Not the Gaps. To help you do that for yourself and others, I wanted to share the hidden gems from this episode in our archive with Dr. Tim Irwin. Now, Dr. Tim is a licensed psychologist with PhD training that includes a dual major in industrial and clinical psychology. He's also an author speaker, and consultant on leadership. Dr. Tim has consulted with a number of America's most well-known and respected companies, like SunTrust Banks, well, now their truest, Chick-fil-A, Bank of America, Corning Incorporated, IBM, Gerber Products Company, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company, the Coca-Cola Company, and... Turner Broadcasting Systems. He's a wealth of knowledge, and Jeff Henderson does a great job guiding the conversation to help us maximize our time with him. So get a pen and paper ready as we learn how to use affirmation to improve our performance and bring out the best in others. To get the conversation started, Jeff asks Dr. Tim more about his story. Take it away, Jeff. For the folks that may not be familiar with this, with your story, tell us a little bit about
1: the Tim Irwin story.
0: Jeff, thank you. We had a great time with your yeah. staff and very energetic conversation this morning. I am by background an organizational industrial psychologist, but I've become a consultant over the years and love to speak written four books, and love to talk about how we lead from within. The person inside us uh, has to be strong. And um, so that's really what I love to talk about.
1: In terms of an industrial psychologist, you've seen all kinds of work cultures. You've seen all kinds of good leadership opportunities, bad leadership opportunities. And that's why I really wanted to talk about this book, Extraordinary Influence. But from your perspective, talk about influence that you've seen that has been extraordinary.
0: I've had the privilege of working with, interviewing, talking with over 10,000 leaders over a very long period of time. And some of those people have been unbelievably effective. They're extraordinary in their ability to influence and lead others. I've seen others who were toxic, uh, who diminished other people, and were ultimately very ineffective. In fact, I wrote a book about derailment. Right, That's the ultimate departure from an organization, is to derail and be uh, forced out. So I've seen quite a few in both categories.
2: Now we know Dr. Tim is the real deal. And in this next section of the conversation, Jeff and Dr. Tim dig into what I believe to be the big question as leaders. And that is, how do we bring out the best in others? But they don't stop there. They also dig into the brain science of affirmation and why we often struggle to affirm ourselves and others. So, Dr. Tim, tell us more about what you've learned.
0: I've been on a career-long search of trying to figure out how do you bring out the best in another person? And ultimately, that's the job of leadership. It's also the job of a parent or a coach or teacher. But... I uh, ask CEOs frequently, how many of you believe that many, maybe not all of the people in your organization are capable of contributing at a higher level than they currently are? And, and Jeff, I get 100% yes mm-hmm. to that question. Mm-hmm. So the follow-up question is if they're capable of contributing at a higher level, then why aren't they? Right. And the third is the more, most difficult, and that is, what do you do about it? How do you bring out the best in people? And so I've spent many, many hours reflecting on that. And the good news is that we're starting to get some answers. And um, there's some things that we can do that really do cause people to flourish and thrive. Mike Ducker, who's the uh, retired, recently retired CEO of FedEx, said he was always looking for that person with that 20% discretionary effort. It's that ability to go beyond what's expected. It's the FedEx delivery person who says, you know, I'm going to walk 20 more steps, but put this under cover, put this package under cover. Hmm. And if there are things that leaders can do to bring out that discretionary part of a person's capability,
1: that's really important. And what was fascinating to me as well is this isn't just theory. This is actual brain research that you're talking about. And so to lead us into that, so if, if we want to get... You know, We want to lead people to figure out what they are truly capable of. And we all would say, yes, I think all of us 100% would say that's just not true for the team, it's true for me as well. Talk about the brain research in terms of what you're helping us discover. We have developed capabilities in the last seven, eight years
0: that allow us to study the brain in a much more scientific, observable way. And the short and simple answer is that we found that affirmation does some extraordinary positive mm. things for the brain. And the results are broad. I mean, just it buffers stress. It it uh, helps people to be more creative, better problem solvers. It just does a lot of different things. And I think it's part of the keys to bringing out the best in
1: others. It's just affirmation. I noticed that one of the lists that you, you showed us is, was actually immunity. That affirmation actually physically helps you. It boosts
0: Physical immunity. And so it seems strange that a affirmation would do that, but there are all these positive things that happen inside the brain and then cascade into our bodies as a result of that. Now, the problem is that, I, as you remember, in the group today, I said that our culture is filled with words of death. Right. And we see that the brain is wired. The amygdala part of the brain is on. Un- constant alert. It's asking, am I safe? Mm-hmm. And very often, the answer to, to many people is, no, I'm not safe in right. this organization, right. because it's full of words of death. And people say, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire, or I'm going to light a fire under you. There are all these phrases that uh, cause people to basically be apprehensive. And when that happens, when that part of the brain is engaged, it cuts off access to the part of the brain that's really responsible for innovation, creativity, and problems. The very thing we want people to do, the very thing we want to do to bring the best out of people is limited because of the way that we speak to
1: people or act towards them. You, you had the phrases, put their feet to the fire and light a fire into them. You actually shared with us where those two statements come from. Can you do that? The uh, phrase, um, put their feet to the fire was
0: a torture method used in the Middle Ages to get heretics exactly yeah. to get heretics to recant and they literally would put people's feet to the fire to torture them to get them to change their views uh, build a fire under them came from London in the 1800s where the, the chimneys were very tall and narrow and so the chimney sweep would be trying to get up in there and the boss would say if you don't go to the top of this I'm going to build a fire under you and so these are uh, just phrases that people use routinely. Uh, in the workplace. I I actually heard this. I didn't use this in the group today, but I actually heard a a CEO say, there's nothing so clarifying as a good public hanging. Mm. And what he meant by that was that if you fire somebody that everybody knows about, it sends a message. But think about the message it sends. It's a message of intimidation, of threat. If you don't do the right thing, uh, you're going to suffer the consequences. And what we now know, what we have definitive proof of, Is that the brain responds very negatively to that information and shuts down the very part of the brain that we need? Mm -hmm.
1: So, knowing this, why do you think it's so hard for many organizations to 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 leverage the power of affirmation? Why are there so many toxic work cultures?
0: Well, I ask parents sometimes, "Why do you yell at your kids?" And the answer is, it works. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, it's not sustainable, and it doesn't build mature responsible self-managed children Mm -hmm. but it does get short-term results the same reason coaches yell at their players Mm -hmm. i mean it it gets their attention so i think we have a history and i talked about how one of the jobs of a leader is to lead to motivate people Mm -hmm. to get out in front of them and i think words of death do have an influence they 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 make an impact they get Mm -hmm. people to do things but it doesn't develop a mature creative uh innovative
2: workforce Fascinating stuff, right? Well, in this next part of the conversation, Jeff and Dr. Tim tackle the question I know you and I are both wondering at this point, and that is how do we deliver feedback and affirmation, especially in those situations where someone else's performance isn't exactly where we need it to be? Well, Dr. Tim, what do we do?
0: As you know, I have started an effort to ban the phrase, to create a worldwide ban on the phrase constructive criticism. (laughs) That's right. I mean, it's a complete oxymoron. And so I think it's important. But your point is really good. How do we give people contrary feedback? How do we give them uh, information that maybe they're not doing so well without engaging the amygdala? See, that's the key. So you're saying you can go around that... That's exactly what I'm saying is that you can go around the amygdala and you can get to the part of the brain which is creative and innovative and solves problems. And so the way you do that is with a term I've coined as Alliance Feedback. And Alliance Feedback has two dimensions. One is missional. In other words, if you agree with the mission of the organization, so I'm your boss, I say, look, I know you like what we do. I know you believe in it. I know that you think we're providing a great product or service. And so I'm I'm glad about that. In order for you to really help us fulfill that mission, I think you need to do these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a way of going around that defensive. The amygdala has a negativity bias. An even more powerful way is aspirational feedback. And it says, look, Jeff, I know you aspire to get ahead. You aspire to Uh, Have a bigger job. You aspire to maybe someday have my job, which I think is a great idea. I'm all for that. In order for you to do that, I think you need to work on these things. And the way this was handled the other day in the meeting, I think, works against that. Mm -hmm. So you can give a person contrary feedback, but it has to be done in the context of something that's important. Mm -hmm. And, And one other thing I'll mention about this, I interviewed a lot of CEOs for this new book. And almost to the person, they told me that, uh, the the boss that had been most helpful to them along the way was really hard on them. I mean, just brutally hard. But they said, I never doubted, even for a second, that that person was really for me. Hmm. And so I could hear just about anything they wanted to tell me because I knew that they were really for me. They wanted me to get ahead and, and prosper in that organization.
1: And in that as, as they say this, what they're saying is they that feedback that they're getting is is missional and aspirational yes. and the aspirational is they're for me personally and then they're probably also saying but they want me to succeed missionally in this organization.
0: They're saying both things right. and as a result of putting in that context and really letting me know that in fact they are for me, uh, I can hear I can hear it not as criticism. I hear it as hey, they're really trying to help me. Mm-hmm.
1: So the pathway to extraordinary influence, what you're saying, is through affirmation.
0: Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And it's something that we now know, based on very hard science, is completely effective, as well as what we just discussed. The other thing that's been extensively researched is this concept. I label it Alliance Feedback, but we just know that when we give feedback in connection with something that's important to that person, it's heard.
2: I love this conversation so far. And after this quick break, Jeff and Dr. Tim will be back to share what you and I should be affirming in others. And they even give us a few examples of what to say and do. End the tyranny of the never ending to-do list by leveraging the best-selling Full Focus Planner to dial in the work that matters. Based on a science-backed proprietary goal achievement system, this planner flips productivity on its head by focusing you on the few tasks that matter. You'll be using leverage to achieve your biggest goals. So even if you have a laundry list of tasks on your plate, the full focus planner's prioritization system guarantees progress on your goals even when life gets busy. And for a limited time, listeners of Executive Minds get 10% off site-wide at the Full Focus store when you visit executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and enter code execminds. Don't let other people's priorities keep you from accomplishing the goals that matter to you. Go to executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and enter execminds, all one word, at checkout to get the productivity tools that protect your achievement and accomplish what matters. Hey, go-getters. I recently announced that Executive Minds joined the Art of Leadership Network. Well, today, I wanted to let you know that I'm going a bit deeper with the Art of Leadership. Kerry Newhoff and his team have launched the Art of Leadership Academy, an online learning community with the courses, strategies, and insights you need to lead a thriving business or organization. And I'm in the Academy as one of the community leaders. Between qualified experts and peers in the community, the insights, thoughts, and strategies being shared every single day are vital to anyone in a leadership position. Leadership can feel like a mystery, but it doesn't have to remain that way. Go to artofleadershipacademy.com. And the moment you sign up, you get access to a growing library of premium on-demand courses, monthly live coaching with Carrie Newhoff, staff training, and a premium community with other leaders facing the same challenges and opportunities you do. Also, through the end of March 2022, Executive Minds listeners get an introductory price of $297 when you use the promo code EXECMINDS at checkout. Again, visit artofleadershipacademy.com to learn more and use the code EXECMINDS, all one word, to get instant access with $100 off the standard price. See you there. Now, back to today's episode.
0: Well, I talk about how leaders and really all people have three faces. The outward face is our style. It's our manner. And Mm -hmm. everybody's taken a disc or a Myers-Briggs or some of these other very helpful tools to talk about our outward-facing style. And we have different styles. And I think when you're affirming people, it's important to say, hey, your manner was very good. You know, you, you had a very calming influence mm-hmm. uh, on a particular individual, or you really helped the meeting by your manner. Mm-hmm. The second phase is our competence or the conduct of the leader. It's the, it's the actions, what a person does. And I think that's another target of affirmation. The first target of affirmation is the style, our manner. Second is our competence. And you can say, I think you did an outstanding job of organizing that meeting Getting the right people there, leading the meeting, facilitating, and getting the answers you needed. And you involve people, and it just worked very well. You know, people from across the organization are now excited about this project, and mm-hmm. you did a great job on that. Mm-hmm. That's a way of affirming what somebody does. The most powerful affirmation, though, is to the core. And, you know, in the group this morning, I asked how many many of you talk to yourselves. Mm -hmm. And about half the group sheepishly raised their hands. I mean, they they didn't want to admit it. But the fact is, we all do. Right. right? And so the core is that person inside us that speaks, that forms ideas, that has feelings. And we all have that person living inside us. In fact, we talk to ourselves. And the, the scientists tell us that we speak to ourselves twice as much as we talk to others. I was in the gym two days ago and I was just feeling so lazy and worthless and I couldn't get myself going. And I was standing in front of this weight bar and I finally said, come on, get with it. (laughs) And you know, who was I talking to? (laughs) I wasn't talking to the guy next to me. I was talking to myself. So the core though is where real transformation occurs. It's where our beliefs reside. Tiger Woods said, I told myself I didn't have to follow the normal rules. And when you believe that, you act on it. Mm -hmm. And so the core, though, is when we affirm the core, there's a special language that the core hears, and it's really about character. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's about integrity. It's about resilience. It's about judgment. Those types of characteristics. And when we affirm somebody in that way, we speak words of life. So that's the difference. Mm -hmm. We're speaking, and words of life bring life. They bring us to life. And organizations for years have been filled with words of death. I mean, nobody would dispute that. It's Mm -hmm. just been part of the way that leaders have attempted to accelerate or step on the gas to get the company going. But people are starting to see that that does bring about a more toxic environment. And so as a result, they seem to be really responding to this. I mentioned to you earlier that they're even starting to see evidence that coaches who teach have better winning records than coaches who yell and scream. Hmm. I mean, so,
1: to unpack that a little bit.
0: Well, they're just starting to see evidence. They're starting to gather research and data. But, for example, Dabo Sweeney, who's the head coach of Clemson, is a teacher, and he's had an extraordinary run. Just won the national championship yeah. in January. Unfortunately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> depending on which, where you went to school, it's probably not affirming to the Clemson fans. Out yeah, there, but that's anyway.
0: probably too. You, you're you're just kind of walking a line here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so the. Um, The fact is that these coaches that teach and affirm and help people realize what their role is and how important it is, get better results, have better winning records than those that yell and scream.
1: I saw ESPN had something earlier in the basketball season about Coach Mike Krzyzewski, and they were at a practice, and he was just sitting down at a bench with one of his players, and Had his arm around him and he was like, "Yeah, you know, when you do this, and I totally understand it. But if you'll do this, and the shot will go a little higher, I mean, here's here's the guy. You already have your name on the basketball court. (laughs) You know, that's that's, and you're you're you you might be the greatest basketball coach of all time. You know, there's John Wooden, obviously, as well. But and I thought in that moment, he's teaching. He's he's affirming.
0: You know the other well-known coach who's done a very similar thing is Nick Saban. I mean, he's very outspoken about how he changed his coaching style six or seven years ago, Mm -hmm. and he's more of a teacher. He's more focused on helping
1: players talk about what they want to do and what they want to accomplish, and helping them do that. Which is a lesson in and of itself with the success that he has had, and then saying six or seven years ago, I've decided to change my approach. That 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 says a lot. Too many other. Teams that have beaten Georgia, we're talking about. We need to talk about Kirby, Kirby <laughs> Smart. Or something. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so as you as you have this message, it's, it's affirmation. Can you give us some examples of? of you obviously, you mentioned the core, but some specific examples of affirmations that you've seen. Maybe examples even after writing the book.
0: Well, I think examples of core are the languages when people's are firm for their integrity or their resilience. And I saw a leader recently say, this has been the most effective change that's ever occurred in our organization. And I want to thank you. And, and you, can, you can affirm individuals, but you can also affirm a whole company. Right. And so he was affirming this significant department that had implemented a rather remarkable change. And he went on for quite a length talking about the resilience and the creativity and the... The, the innovation that they had shown and the willingness to um, involve other people, you know, to, to respect. They'd shown respect. And so it, it was very powerful. And the thing that I say over and over again is that affirmation is what transforms us.
2: Hmm.
0: And so it transforms, transforms us for good. Hmm. And that's why I think it's a so powerful.
2: Let me be real with all of you. Even I had forgotten some of the amazing wisdom in episode 124. And I want to thank Dr. Tim Irwin again for being a guest on the podcast. I also want to share my takeaways with you a bit differently today. First, I want to acknowledge that I love this stuff. Information that gives us the why behind what we often instinctively know and feel, but don't know how to explain. I can't think of one high achiever I've met that doesn't hope to get some level of recognition, appreciation, or affirmation from the work they do. Yet, most high achievers are overly critical of themselves and others, thinking it keeps us sharp and avoiding complacency. It's nice to know that consistently acknowledging our wins is what actually gives us an edge. So we don't need to shy away from celebrating ourselves and others. And this, my friends, is a great segue into what I want to talk about with you with the time we have left together in this episode, and that is affirming ourselves. See, in the episode, Dr. Tim did an amazing job helping us see the power of affirmation in the context of us affirming others. And I want to call out that Dr. Tim was actually introducing us to behavioral and psychological principles that apply to all humans, including us. Which means we don't need to just use affirmation to bring the most out of others. We have to use it to bring the best out of ourselves. So what can you affirm about what Dr. Tim called your outward face, your style or manner? What can you affirm about your competence, conduct or behavior? Essentially what you actually do. What can you affirm about what Dr. Tim called your core? Your character. Essentially your beliefs, your resilience, your judgment, etc. How can you replace constructive criticism with contrary or alliance feedback, in your review of yourself, or even better, in your self-talk. By the way, did you know that criticism by definition means the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes? Is it even possible to have beneficial disapproval of a person? I don't think so. This is why Dr. Tim calls constructive criticism an oxymoron, constructive disapproval. That sounds crazy even saying it out loud. How can you evaluate your performance through the lens of your organization's mission and your personal aspirations to give yourself alliance feedback so that we can avoid triggering our amygdalas and not trigger the shutdown of the executive functions of your brain. Here's the bottom line, fellow go-getters and future difference makers. If we don't learn how to affirm ourselves, we'll be forever hoping someone else will do it for us. And while we wait, our performance, our progress, our contributions will stall. Dr. Tim summarized it perfectly when he said affirmation transforms us for good. I love that for good, for the benefit of ourselves, for good, for the benefit of others, but also for good in terms of permanently. We don't need criticism to fuel us. Think of criticism as a fossil fuel that's not renewable. Let's instead use clean fuel in our engines. Let's leverage affirmation to drive our performance. I hope you enjoyed today's remix. Uh, You can access a summary of this episode by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash two 109. That's executiveminds.co forward slash 209. Uh, And with that, I want to thank you again for joining us on this episode of Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Uh, Subscribing automatically gets episodes in your hands every week so you can grow on the go. Uh, You can find Executive Minds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Also, please help us spread the word and support more ambitious professionals and leaders like you by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Then join us next week. We'll actually have David Farmer back on the podcast to dig further into something he shared during this week's episode about his annual review, and that is how to master time management. Behind the scenes, when David shared a snapshot of his schedule in preparation for episode 208, I was blown away by both the demands on his schedule and how he gets it all done. So I immediately asked him for a follow-up conversation to help us understand how top executives manage their time. So we'll be temporarily pausing our episode series on annual reviews for just a few short weeks. But trust me when I say next week's episode will be the ultimate masterclass on time management and productivity. So make sure you subscribe. And until next time, remember, organizations are just groups of people with a shared purpose. That means your organization grows when you grow. So today, grow where you are and grow what you're given without anyone's permission, because growth is a choice. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us for the next episode. For show notes and more resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co.
0: The Art of Leadership Network.